That's fine. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's still a game. game. You still play. As in, not a game that I haven't already talked about. Uh, oh. Well, man, that's, that's a problem. Revisiting, then. <laughs> revisiting it after it, so it'll, long. It'll be about 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do it before I intro the show? Or should we save it until we've opened a bit? Oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll do We'll do the reveal. <laughs> Deal, play the game. Build up to it. For hey. about four minutes. <laughs> Well, that's that's fine because we've already started now. So, welcome to Tanked Up, a podcast about games and beer. I'm Ben. I'm with Lucy and Adol. Hey, bonjour. No, hola. <laughs> hola, no, bonjour. Yeah. Hola, hola. Yeah. Who are you, Mel B? What's going on? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. topical. <laughs> You'll find out later. All right. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Hello. Um, hello. We're all here. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Is, is, is it gonna bleed into the barbershop? <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, oh, my barbershop. You gotta cut your mic so it sounds like it's gone an old school. <laughs> like one of those little things you put over the end of a trombone. Oh, what is that called? I don't know. I don't know. Got a clue? Um, a thing. Yeah, yeah thing. thing. Let's crack open some what beers. What the fuck is that thing called? It's gonna you think about Google it. Google it. Let's see. Mm. Let's see what yeah, you're drinking. I was trying not um, to Google it. Drinking a McKellar beer. Oh. It's one of their pale ales. Okay. Oh. And it's called Stick a Finger in the Soil. Ah, yes. Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> see this how is just. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um. That's the can art. He's sticking his finger in the soil. Don't know why. <laughs> uh, it, there's not really any flavour text. It just speaks about the brewery. I think we know enough about Mikella at this point. No, nothing. It's pale ale. What's the percentage on it? It's four point five percent. So, nice. oh, it's literally just called a mute. A mute. That yeah. makes sense, I suppose. Boring though, eh? Yeah, slightly. Uh, it sounded boring. so Canadian, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I have no retort except, yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Adol, what are you drinking, sir? Oh, was I supposed to get beers? Shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I. Oh, against kind of my better judgment, but in the pursuit of podcast variety. Uh, I picked hmm. up the uh, Four Pure Indie indie Lager. Okay. And I say against my better judgment because it's not really lager weather. Um, sure. And I would, but it's like, it's been a while since I've actually had a uh, crafty lager. Mm. Um, so it's got plain wheat. And mm. it is 4.4%. Um, um, serve at 8 degrees. Sure, that's what it is now. I guarantee you. Um, 
Brewed with the finest malts, classic German aroma hops, and our house lager yeast, then matured at low temperatures to bring out a delicate, spicy, and lemon zest hop flavor. This is a refreshing and easy drinking craft lager with a smooth and crisp finish. Okay. Mm, that's a can I haven't seen from them before. Mm, no, uh, all right. It's inspired by adventure. Hmm. And it's four forty. Yeah, it? it's a four forty four point four percent. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen. Or might. Yeah, I think they did a range this year. Um, I think they the collab put it in cans. The collab ones hmm. were in bigger cans, I think, weren't they? I can't. Oh, I'd like you. It's a five hundred mil. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like um, some of the, I can't remember what their names were, but I had them on draft earlier mm. this year when they brought out. A... Yeah, it was there going around the um world, yes, wasn't the cut the colours? Yeah, sorry, because yeah, they, um, they had a couple yeah. more on when we were with you um, at mm -hmm. the Wolf. Yeah, they had a couple on. Yeah, that's right. I've seen whatever their uh, or one of their new um, Tesco's beers. Oh which I can't remember the name of, um, I think is in a bigger can as well. Um, where did you get that from, Alan? Was it from the bottle shop or the supermarket? Uh, bottle shop. Okay. Yeah. Good to see them still putting out new beers into bottle shops. It's not all just being mm. funneled through giant yeah. supermarkets. Yep. Good. Uh, you guys think about those beers and taste them. I'm going to tell you what I've got. I have got from Whiplash, Body Riddle, <gasps> Pale Ale. Yeah, it's 4.5%. <laughs> um, there's no flavor text. It doesn't really give me any info on what's in it, apart from water, barley, oats, wheat, hops, yeast. That's all they say. That is it'll it. Be, it'll be Not a good surprise. Yeah, but lovely. Yeah. And that's they're, really good. Their can good, yeah. All, yeah. Of those, all of their cans are really good. Like, they're one of my favorite breweries. Like, I think they're based in... Is it just Ireland? I think it's just Ireland. Just Ireland. <laughs> just Ireland. Not <laughs> rather than it's a caravan. You know, the one with the prefix Northern on it. Um, Wicklow. Wicklow, Ireland. Yes, Ireland. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, but they make really, 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 really good beers. I've got quite a few. Um, I've got like American Wheat Ale, Double IPAs, IPAs. Mm. Stouts, everything I've had from them is top notch. Nice. Is that it's the good. first time you're having one of their beers? Or? No, it, well, it's not. I think it's the first time I'm having a canned mm. beer from them. I've had beer on draft before. Ooh, uh, I'm not sure if I've ever had it on draft. Uh, I, think it was a, I think it was a collab I had. Right. I don't yeah. remember. Might have been when Bottles and Books had one on, I think. Like when I went in mm -hmm. to go and buy some beers, I thought I'll just have like a, you know, a quick glass yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, Probably my average score for the moment, like untapped, is probably like four point five. Nice, nice. Yeah. that's good. Bodes well for this beer then. Right, we'll jump back to you then, Lucy. How is yours? Yeah, as soon as I open the can, like just pour it into the glass, getting like tons of like tropical notes, um, mm. citrus, like lychee, passion fruit. Okay, mm. um, it's a bit more understated in terms of the taste though. Yeah. Getting a slight bit of maltiness, a little bit of citrus, but I don't know, like, the, you're getting a lot from the aroma and not so much from the actual taste. Um, mm. It's perfectly, like, tasty beer. Nothing offensive about it, but 
nothing's wowing me either. I mean, mm. this is, you know, they make some weird beers, McKellen. This mm. is just probably one of their staple ones. I mean, it's from, like, these are the ones that you find in, like, Marks and Spencer, so. Yeah. Right. It's not going to be, you know, the wildest, craziest, you know, oh, we've got wild fennel in it or something like that, mm. so. <laughs> so it's just a just a standard standard pale ale. Unfortunately, there's not much more I can say about it. No, is it, I mean, is it is it light? Is it got any kind of bitterness to it at all? Is uh, it, only it's a, just all, all not nose much and... Yeah, it's got it's got like it's more sweet than bitter, just from like the malt. But yeah, no, it's not bitter at all. Um, no, it's just, as I say, it's a perfectly good beer, but there's nothing you know. Outstanding mm. about it. Okay, that's not fair. much to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonder whether that's just a part of them moving into, um, you know, putting more stuff in in Marks and Spencers and yeah. upping their game to be able to you know, service that level of want sort of thing. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's going yeah. down well. Really Good. enjoying it. Yeah. Nice. Adol, I see you flashed your glass towards the. It's got a lovely, I mean, clearly lagery, but there is a little bit of a citrusy, almost um, lemon, sort of um, like sm like smelling a lemon rather than tasting it. It's a little bit okay. of the zest um, mm -hmm. note in there, so it's sort of clearly a lager, but it's a nice sort of nuanced nose. Mm. Oh. A good ooh or a bad ooh? A good ooh, yeah. It's um, <laughs> it's got a slight velvet to the texture, which you don't normally find. Um, okay. Lagers, yeah. So, yeah, so it's quite more like smooth. crisp. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that um, that uh, sort of again less citrusy, more of the like zest, the, the crispness that comes along with zest um, mm. is, is in there. Uh, It's very, very smooth. It's very nice. enjoyable. You know, it leaves a sort of a light, it's a lightness to the taste. Mm -hmm. a slight bitterness on the finish, but it's a lager, so it's not mm. too strong. But what I really like is, you know, in most lagers you get that nuttiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's almost not there. Okay. I think that's contributing a lot to the smoothness of the taste. It's just very sort of the initial hit of, of the taste that uh, and the crispness you get from a lager is sort of sits there and then continues and nothing's interfering with that in a way that's mm. not normal. It's, it's really quite good. So I, I mean, <laughs> I was hesitant on lagers, but this, I think, yeah, uh, having, you know, going to house parties or whatever and just having the lager of choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it has, has remind. this is a good reminder that lagers have, can have depth and that the g generic sort of quintessential lager taste isn't as poor as maybe most of the examples you bump into mm, yeah. places. They yeah. get a bad rep just because there's so many shit ones. Yes. For <laughs> want of a better word. Yeah. Uh, what's the carbonation like? Is it? Um, so when I poured it, it was the head like into like a finger and a half, but it's mm. actually quite low. Uh, it's yeah. sort of, I've even sort of poured the last 150 mils kind of thing in and it didn't really regrow the head. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah, it's all I think that maybe that's also contributing to that more smooth um, mm -hmm. texture is the fact that it's not super bubbly. Yeah, yeah, like as you said, Lucy, you don't have that quite crispness to it, perhaps. Mm. But so, yeah. but the taste is giving crispness. So it's actually yeah. now that you've mentioned it, I didn't notice just how, for a lager, it's kind of flat. 
again, not for okay. a beer, but for a lager, it's kind of flat. Yeah. But because mm -hmm. the there's that zesty and that crispness in the taste, I didn't immediately notice that it's just not that effervescent. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah you do find that with, um, you know, craft lagers are the more smooth and easy drinking. It's not like, you know, like tons of carbonation, all that gas like in, you know, the less so well-produced ones, not naming any names, but yeah, they're, they're quite hmm. soft is the word that I'm trying to get That's across. Word, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's still a lager. You could bash through like four in a row. Easy yeah. Thing, but... Yeah, I, I went out last night and uh, had some food with Kim, mm. and we got to the restaurant, we weren't eating yet, and I thought, I'll have a beer, that'd be nice to, to start off with, rather than jumping straight to the wine, um, and <laughs> they had pretty standard, just bottled beers on the menu, um, but I went for a Star Pramen, which I haven't seen for a little while, mm. sort of, you know, one of the branded beers that I kind of went to more so than kind of any of the other ones, really, um, and I had it last night and it just didn't hit the spot whatsoever as you, mm. as you were saying, it was really soft uh and i kind of just sat like oh this doesn't give me what i want from from a lager really it's not it's it's just kind of like lost on me now mm. it's gone and i don't really fancy it again whereas i think it's one of those i'm like well if i'm gonna have a cheap lager star i probably be okay right and this one is just like nah, like, nah mm. not doing it for me at all um, unlike Whiplash Body Riddle, um, which you can see I've already drank about, you know, a good third of. Um, right. It's going back super, super easy. Uh, a lot of um, kind of tropical fruits and a little bit of citrus on the nose. When you taste it, those fruits and that citrus kick in straight away, but it, it mellows out to this lovely kind of piney uh, uh, flavor. And it's got this nice very middling kind of bitterness to it as well mm -hmm. um, I mean this this sits really well with uh, the way it kind of moves between you know nice fruity start you know a, a bigger kind of bodied piney middle to then finish off on this this nice bitterness um, yeah and it's it's you know it's a little dry not too dry uh, I'm going back to it more because I want to have more of that flavor than actually because I need to go back to it um, to sort of to quench the palate kind of thing. So, um, I mean, first impressions, this is, this is fucking fantastic. Yay, that makes Yay. me happy. Yeah. Excellent. It does. Yeah. I can't remember uh, what it was. 4.5%. Mm. It's only a, a nice Same little beer. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've had any Whiplash beers on the podcast that I can remember. It's probably because I drink them all before we actually... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I've got this one now, I'll just drink yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they don't last long because they're so good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, now we've basically built up to Adel's game so much <laughs> from the start of the show. Oh, so I'm assuming you're keeping that shit in then. <laughs> Can let you launch straight yeah. into it. Yeah. So, so it's not a big thing. Between house hunting and teaching and trying to continue work on the work on the dissertation, I've not really had. I've had less space for games than usual, and obviously, mm -hmm. usually, I don't have space for games. But uh, I was waiting for the pot to start. Couldn't really justify work. Started packing stuff up in the house. Had to move soon. Figured I would do the same sort of maintenance on the PC and. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 
updates and whatnot. And uh, and it turns out last time I turned it on, I was doing that with the Magic the Gathering Arena game. And so <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, ran the update while I was waiting for things to go on. I played a quick round. And it's the same game. They've changed some of the icons. Um, uh, and, I mean, because it's the open beta, it's also like, I, I was just like, I'll use, I mean, I have no cards anymore. And so I ha had one deck. I played a game. Guy was raping me. And then he wasn't. Life gains great. Uh, he, he quit before I could kill him. Uh, and I was like, cool, I played a game. Uh, and then I was like, oh, all the updates in the background are done. I guess I'm going to go do laundry. And that's my gaming of the week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's exactly what you need from a game. Yep. Just a slight distraction for five, ten minutes, then move on to the next menial task. In the night. Yeah, I was also listening to the Hello from the Magic Tavern podcast, which was nice flavor. I don't know if you're familiar with it. The no. premise is, dude in Chicago um, was uh, behind the Burger King and accidentally drove through a portal to the magical land of Foon. And he had okay. his podcasting gear in the trunk. And so sits in the Vermilion Minotaur uh, with his two new friends, uh, Chunt the Shapeshifter, who is currently in the shape of a badger. And the only way he can change shape is if he has sex or something. Then he'll change into their <laughs> shape. Nice. But he's a badger for most of the series anyway, that I've got to. And then Usador the Wizard who does the very Gandalfy thing where he's got different names for different things. So every episode he has like his introduction is like a good 40 seconds long. And yeah. they just they just do an interview podcast with various comedians and improvisers pretending to be imps, flowers, flying pigs. Nice. And it's just it's it's a good half hour podcast to like kill on your commute mm. uh, or whatever, because there's no continuity, really. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. Anyway, it, but it, it, it's nice <laughs> flavor while doing playing a fantasy game that doesn't require have any plot because then you're hearing yeah. stuff about whatever. But yeah. Anyway, uh, that's called behind the magic tavern. Uh, hello from the magic tavern. It sounds like a children's program. <laughs> I mean, well. it's decidedly not. <laughs> I mean, so they do lovely things with like making jokes and references to Earth while pretending they don't. So, like, Chunt takes all his dates to make out point, where um, it's a dangerous, dangerous place, and if you make it out, then you can you can consummate. So he just loses girlfriends to make out point. It's a nice little riff on <laughs> make out point, because it's just the wordplay. Stuff like mm. that. If nice. you're in the now, I'm sure it sounds very appealing. <laughs> 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 I'm still lost. <laughs> It's all right. One to check out when you know you need some more podcasts. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about listening to it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They also they they also had a few episodes called um, where a guy brought in a game called Offices and Bosses, which is the Land of Foons version of Dungeons and Dragons, and this just <laughs> lives here. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's that's gaming for me this week. <laughs> nice. Mostly, it's the game of. Has the house that I'm interested in already been rented yet? <laughs> Which probably is a yes. Yep. It's always <laughs> the way. Mm -hmm. um, okay, okay. Let's jump to... <gasps> Lucy, how many games have you played this week? Have you played lots of games? You've got lots of new games to talk um, about? I think I played two. Yes. Okay. Unless I'm forgetting something. I'm sure Ben will remind me of what I played later. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll start off with uh, Iconoclast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, I believe it came out on PS Plus this month. Was it yeah. last month? Yeah, this month. Yes, and it came out earlier this year on Vita and PlayStation, um, maybe? I'm, I'm, I think it was <laughs> Steam. I mean, it must have been everything apart from Switch, I think. It, it's like, not on Xbox. Is it not? That's that's part of the course, really. Is it um, January launch, I think? Like, right yeah. at the start of this year? Yeah, but I think around September, it came to Switch, and then I picked mm. it up. And then... I was like, because I've been playing Wonder Song like over the yeah. last course of like the last eight weeks or something. It's ridiculous. Because I'll talk about Wonder Song when I actually finish it, probably sometime next year. But <laughs> that game is so charming and enjoyable, but I just don't think it's fun to play. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. The, the gameplay is disappointing. Yeah. It, it, it's like you just want to go through the story and see the story, but it, you've obviously got like the gameplay mm. because it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. I'm not enjoying that as much. It's, I mean, there are you know clever puzzles and the way it uses you know like the sound wheel mechanic. It does that in interesting ways, but it, it it's just being like, okay, I'm. It's not. It's not. A, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just I prefer like the story and the characters and the dialogue. Mm. Prefer that much more over the gameplay, and it's like oh, I've definitely played games like that. Mm, yeah, it's still a great game, and I really want to finish it. But a lot uh, of JRPGs end up falling in that category for mm, me, just because yeah. of like the gameplay might be okay in the beginning, but by the time you sort of get near the third act of the game, you're like, mm -hmm. uh huh, yeah, and it's like it, it always uses like the um it uses the mechanics like in in special ways to make things you know more fresh now and then, but just the actual central mechanic is, <laughs> for me, not as fun as it could be. Sure. Um, but yes, yeah, so I just wanted to move on to something else, because I just found like myself saying, like, not even picking up the Switch, because it's like, oh, I've got Wonder Song to play, and I really want to finish it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to move on to anything else, but I finally did, and it's um, Iconoclast, which is a 2D... Metroidvania narrative platformer, I guess. Mm. <laughs> All the words. Um, <laughs> it's. Is it first person as well? Nah. Side scrolling. Two D. Pixel art. <laughs> Are there uh, first yeah. person Metroidvania games? Yeah. Is that a thing that could happen? Metroid Prime. Yeah. Oh well, that is, 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 that's a Metroid <laughs> game. Is it a Metroidvania game? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've never played it. Yeah, neither have I. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure there are more. Like yeah, we'll think, there's, we'll there's definitely got to be. Um, hey, tweet us at tanked up underscore cast for your first person blah 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 blah. There, look, oh. I did the thing. I'll stop one interrupting. That's <laughs> fine. One of the best third person Metroidvania games is Batman Arkham Asylum. Yes, definitely. The best in the series for mm. me. Yep. Uh, I never got all those question marks. Nobody does. The Riddler trophies. He has to be yeah. insane to do that. Nobody does that. Yeah. That's actually why I never finished the game. It's because I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do everything, so I just won't finish. <laughs> yep. Hey, it's like you're in my head. 
<laughs> Fuck, that's... Oh, God, this is the worst realization. That's also why I'm not finishing my dissertation. <laughs> oh. 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 I didn't need this, Ben. This is my escapism. Nope. I'm glad nope. I... Ground my mental problems in other arenas. Okay, I'm, glad, I'm glad Batman could help you, but obviously not. Whilst uh, Adil's having his existential crisis, uh, Iconoclast... Um, yeah, I really enjoy the art style. It's mm. like 16-bit art style. It, it reminds me a lot of Owlboy in so many, like, you know, assets of it. Like, the art style, the, the dialogue boxes, even, like, the font yeah. in the dialogue boxes. Um, this kind of, you know, mute central character in this um, this one. She's called Robin, a uh, little blonde anime-looking girl. And, you know, just like hero's journey, like you start from nothing and you become like the savior of the universe. Um, the thing that I didn't like about it was the story. And I know that a lot of mm. people, a lot of critics have been like, the story is like so interesting because it touches on like religious themes and like, you know, um, concepts of, you know, the class system and, you know, all this heady political religious kind of context and stuff but yeah it just didn't interest me it's like i think there's like literally five hours worth of cutscenes in that game mm. and after about an hour i was just skipping it all like mm. i just didn't care about the story which is a shame because it's made by like one dude which is incredible to say the least because okay. it's you know just just from surface level it's very polished like experience but he, you know, he's obviously thought about this story, means a lot to him, he's, mm. you know, created this whole universe, this whole lore kind of thing, where <laughs> I don't even want to try and explain the story, because I didn't understand it from the beginning, <laughs> but it's, um, and there's too many long words, like, you know, I don't know, exsanguination, pen penance, procreation, there's so much going on, I was like, I don't care. I, I'm not even going to attempt to explain the story. Basically, yeah. you're on a hero's journey, like every story, like every um, cliched story. But in terms of the gameplay, I really enjoyed it. Um, the central main mechanic is you're a mechanic and you have a wrench, and with this wrench you can... The mechanic mechanic. Yes. <laughs> just realise that. <laughs> uh, you have a wrench and... Like stalled on the Discord, you you stopped so cleanly. Did I? I like, yeah, you're just like <laughs> shot like that yeah. cat. Sorry, but, um, a mechanic, mechanic, a mechanic of a mechanic. Um, and you have a wrench. You can use use it for melee attacks. You can use it for tra traversal, like swinging from bolts, etc., etc. Um, that's cool. And you you also have like um, like weapons, uh, guns um, that you can shoot and. You know, different guns do different things, like, you know, one's a grenade launcher, one's like a normal pistol. Mm. Um, I won't spoil what a later one does. Um, but yeah, it, it keeps the gameplay fresh enough, and, um, you know, it's about, I think I finished in 10 hours. I'm sure it'd be much longer if I didn't skip all the cutscenes. Um, yeah, sounds like it could be 15 hours. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but there's, there was just a little bit bits of this game that were slightly off for me. Okay. Like, I, th I think it does so much, especially from being made from, like, one person, it does so many different things, like, in terms of, like, 
you know, the kind of like worlds that you're going through, the different um, environments, the different biomes, the different, you know, bosses that you encounter, the enemy, the enemy designs and everything like that. Like there's so many like different boss battles that are really all, you know, they're really good. But um, just just from that point, it's, you, you're always sometimes unsure of what you have to do. And mm. it takes a few times doing it to understand it. Sometimes it's a bit... It's not obtuse when you actually know how to do it, but it doesn't explain it to you that well. And it's mm. like, okay, you're introducing a new mechanic, but you haven't really told me um, what to do or how is this introduced. Like, it, it does on a few of them, but, like, it, it, it just, it's just, it's not, you know, uh, obviously you don't want to be, you know, have your hand held throughout the whole experience, but when something new pops up and it's like, Okay, I have the, this awesome, this you know, this move set. I know it, it. One of these things has to do that, but it's not always obvious, and sometimes you have to chain things together, and it doesn't explain that to you. Okay, which is yeah, it's kind of a bugbear. But overall, like the gameplay is, it's really fun. It, the controls are tight. The you know, you can always tell a good or bad platformer just from you know the first few seconds of playing it and this one yeah, played yeah. very well so yeah i enjoyed the experience it's not one i'm gonna remember yeah i think i preferred owl boy to this because mm -hmm. it did more interesting things with its mechanics and like um like this one it, you basically meet characters on the way and it, it they basically morph into like robin the central character and it says like party at the top but it's like you can't switch between the characters only at certain. Oh, it's really? only like, See, that, was, yeah. that was one of the things I was going to ask. Like a lot of the, um, I don't know whether it's the just the, the 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 key art that I've seen when I downloaded it on the PlayStation Store, um, is like uh, is Robin, I guess, with a wrench like mm. thrusting forwards, and then loads of other um, like female characters all kind of like stacked up behind her. Mm -hmm. And I wondered whether that kind of leads it, whether it's just other characters you meet, or whether that actually leads into it, whether it is like Owlboy, whether you can change between different, like, skins to do different mm -hmm. abilities and stuff. No, unfortunately, it doesn't. It's like, you can only... Because I was like, am I just pressing the wrong button? Do I need to go into mm. the control scheme, have a look? It's like, no, you can't switch between characters. Right. Uh, it, it's only, you know, in certain set pieces where the game actually allows you to do it, and it's like, well, there's no point putting party at the top there. It's like, this person can just be like, oh, meet me later in the next cutscene yeah, but yeah yeah so that was a bit disappointing but mm. um you know that, i can see why people were enamored with this game it just didn't resonate with me as much as i, I would have liked but it, considering this is made by one person it's just nuts mm. <laughs> you know yeah just like complete labor of love it's the music's fantastic the art style's great uh, the little bits of dialogue that i read <laughs> seemed okay but um <laughs> it, yeah it, it's 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 an overall really good package, you know. But nice. Uh, um, mm. We get a lot of, well, I say a lot of. We seem to be um, getting more kind of Metroidvanias that are made by, uh, you know, a single person mm. or a small team these days. It seems yeah, to be like kind of like the Tom genre Hap. that, yeah. yeah, yeah, with Axe and Verge, it seems to be mm. the one that lends itself to allowing you know, I someone can't to kind imagine. of be able to just do it themselves. Um, well, yeah. and I actually to to kind of. 
uh, to correct myself a little bit, I actually read an article the other day saying, I don't like it when people say that a game's made by one person because there's loads of other people involved in distribution and in various companies. Yeah. So, of course, lots of other people will have touched yeah. this game in some way, but essentially a lot of the coding and programming, everything was done by... You can say that the product involved a lot of people. Yes, but... yeah. I can't remember what his name is. It's something like Joachim Sandberg or something like that. It, 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 incredible amount of work that... I don't know how long he took to develop this. I imagine probably at least four years. But mm. it, just thinking about that, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. don't know how people do that. It'd be interesting. When I, so last Christmas, I got um, Blood, Sweat and Pixels from mm -hmm. Jason Schreier. Yes. Which goes into kind of backstories on a lot of games... Uh, and it spoke about Stardew Valley, um, and I can't remember the fella's name at all now. It's just I had it, and it's gone from my mind as soon as I went to recall it. Um, but how he kind of how he took, you know, it's a massive labour of love, um, and he wasn't making any money. His partner supported him through like, mm. the development of it and stuff. And it'd be really interesting to kind of get a book where they've gone to all of these like almost solo practitioners mm. and charted kind of you know yeah. their their journey and how they make a game and you know is there a forum for these kind of people to go to to share tips and to cry convey <laughs> well essentially it's like i i fixed a bug and it's ruined fucking everything you know uh, for people to be able to share their kind of like their knowledge and stuff so you know, with more of these games and with kind of a lot more people getting into coding and it being a little bit like more accessible mm. now we're probably going to be seeing a lot more you know solo projects yeah i mean this yeah. year we had return of the obra din from lucas pope and yeah. oh gosh what's the donut county dude called i i, I had it uh, ben esposito yes thank you yeah, yeah. It's crazy. again uh, again Those the same as, um grace bruckner with um grace bruckner with yeah. uh frog detective game the haunted island mm -hmm. uh you know there are other people involved in an, in other capacities so i you know people do music and various other mm -hmm. things so like people need to kind of lean into their uh, their skill and yeah. when they need kind of you know someone to come along and do something else yeah that, that's what for I... them to do it and you know yeah, that's what I found so surprising about the Oberdin because that's got like some of the best music for me this year. Mm. And the fact that Lucas Pope did it, I was like, how, how are you so multi-talented? <laughs> I can't do anything. <laughs> Why did you get off? Are, Lucy, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Sometimes. Did you nice. play anything this week? Uh, I have. I've played, um, well, I have. i played three games, <gasps> but I've only kind of dabbled in them for you know i don't think i played more than an hour in any of them really probably only like 30 minutes in each of them to be fair mm -hmm. uh so i've not got a huge amount to say about any of them really uh but i suppose the one i can really breeze over is um energy cycle edge which yes the puzzle game is a puzzle game yeah i i have you know no what's weird you know what's weird about their games is like every time i see like the thumbnails or the key art for those games, you think it's something completely different. Oh, massively. Yeah. yeah massively. <laughs> and it's like, hold on, it's just this match, well, not match-free puzzle game or something, you know, similar to. But just... Well, so, yeah, so essentially it's a grid. <laughs> mm. um, it, it, I mean, it is a grid, you're not shown the grid, but you have various orbs 
Mm. In a 2D plane, you're looking at them and they're all different colors. And what you need to do is match them all to the same color. And if you click on an orb, the, the line that it's in, every single orb in that line will change color. So you oh. need to work out. So if you've got sort of like two lines of orbs and then two lines this way, so like five orbs on each line, if you click okay. that central central orb on this line, that will change all of those colors. If you were then to click the, the second orb down, the one that crosses into yeah. two different lines, it will change all of those orbs on those two lines. So mm -hmm. you need to work out the, the series of different clicks to make them, make all, them the all the same color. Mm. Uh, and I've only played, I think the first two or three levels because I really wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah. Uh, right. It doesn't start off particularly easy. No, you know, it's not. It's not his, his, <laughs> his six orbs on a grid just to get you to understand what's going on. Yeah. And it doesn't really tell you how to do stuff either. There's no kind of, there's not much explanation about it. Um, yeah. It's quite limited in its presentation. Uh, you know, the menu was a bit kind of like, oh, this is a bit mm. icky. Um, yeah. And a bit yeah, difficult not... to kind of understand. Like, how do I get back? And it told me down the, down the bottom on the screen how I got back to the main menu. But I wasn't like drawn to that. It was kind of just like down here, and I'm looking yeah. at completely different places on the screen. Um, I mean, it's it, it's definitely kind of one of those puzzle games that I think if I was in the right mood, You're I'd really through. get into it, and I I spend a couple of hours with it easy. I hate those but kinds of puzzles. I don't know what, <laughs> just I don't for know the what kind of mood I need to be <laughs> yeah. in to do that. You yeah. Know? I hate those so, kinds of puzzles. Like just and, like any puzzle game, where it's like, oh, do the oh you can click one thing, it turns this the other, or the dials. Like I can't stand those puzzles. Do you, do you, do you ever play Kami? <laughs> yes, I like Kami. Like, I actually like that. I, yeah. I like the sounds. <laughs> yeah, as you say, it's yeah, it's, I, it's got like the like mm. meditative mindfulness ASMR yeah. aesthetic in the yeah. sense of like just really calming and like even when mm -hmm. you fuck up and you re you like reset the map it undoes yeah. all the all the color moves you've done by like paper noises so it's all like yeah. even like, when you're like that's nice <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. you're just like oh it's you don't feel that like oh i fucked up the puzzle i have to go again because the whole like yeah. with the minor soundtrack and all the moves it's just like oh i'll get i'll just yeah and I spoke about Kami 2 on the podcast, was it you did, last right. year or two years? Yeah. God knows, but um, it, it always gives you a, um, a counter for like the number of, minimum number of moves you can do it in. So it's yeah. like, usually it's like, I don't know, maximum seven or like average, like three moves you can do it in. So you know that if you mess up it's, and you just reload very quickly, it's like, it's not like I'm yeah. going through several different, like in terms of energy cycle, it's not like you're clicking like, tens and you know tens of times like trying to solve this puzzle it's like you can do it in free so yeah yeah i like kelly that's a good mm -hmm. thank you for reminding me of that very good game yeah. I, I i haven't finished it and it, i've yeah. I left it installed on my laptop because i think the second one's even better mm. yeah of course because i'm me i haven't and thought yeah. of it. So <laughs> yeah. I haven't finished the first one, even though yeah. of all types of games, this would be the type that it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, I remember that I played a third game as well. Ooh, okay. Um 
I was just going to touch quickly on mm -hmm. one of the other games I played, again, for maybe 20 minutes. Uh, I was just having a quick look at the developer because I believe it's, again, a very, very small team, if not one person. So I'm just trying to Google it. Um, I think they've only got this game out, which is called Project Warlock, uh, which is a first-person shooter very much in the kind of like aesthetic style um and i mean like com complete style and gameplay and stuff uh as like the original doom or wolfenstein or Catherine return to castle wolfenstein that kind of thing mm. um and it's it's hard it's so fucking hard you start off with like an axe or a little knife <laughs> and this staff that shoots a really weak kind of projectile and demons just just come at you pretty thick and fast um obviously you're making your way through this kind of you know maze type level um trying to open different doors trying to get keys to open different doors and mm -hmm. finding weapons and there's little secret areas you know it, it, it's very oh, much it's in the vein of these of those kind of like original fps games um so it's it, it kind of it hits the right notes for me Mm -hmm. But I just haven't had any time to be able to play it yet. What's the name of this game? Project Warlock. Oh, I thought you were saying that that was their first game. No, no, no. So oh, yeah, yeah, this one's Project Warlock. Um, it's oh, the, yeah. the, the the developer's called Buckshot, Buckshot Games. But mm -hmm. I can't find on their website uh, like an about section to know if it's by one person. Mm. But I think yeah. it is. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not one person. Um, there's a few different people. It looks yeah. like there's about seven or so people. Um, Very small team. So it's a small team. Yeah. Mm. Um, it released on um, on GOG, I okay. think, like September sort of time. Mm. Um, and because I kind of signed up to like a newsletter about it, um, mm. I got a, an email from like their PR person basically saying this game's coming out on steam um this week so i think it's just come out on steam so i managed mm, to get okay. code for um nice. for the steam version of it um so thank you to those guys for that but i just haven't had the time again mm. to be able to put into mm. it yet and it's 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 one that i think once i get into it and once i'm past kind of like the first sort of set of levels it will be like right yeah just fully invested in this now to yeah. run through and and kind of you know churn my way through i think it's meant to be um quite a quite a difficult kind of experience mm. uh you know i must have died even on the first kind of part a couple of times uh, and then when you move to the second level i got to this point where I suddenly found a pistol like yes a pistol brilliant um <laughs> Thank God. Still, still <laughs> takes a couple of shots to take down like a minor kind of mm. enemy, whereas your axe swing will take them down in one. You've just got a really long kind of cooldown on that axe swing. Mm. Um, suddenly, I went up this lift, little pistol equipped, and these two big knights with giant shields came towards me, and I just sort of died pretty fucking quickly. <laughs> so I'm like, right, I put it down. I need to do some work now. Yes. Uh, that's kind of it for me for at least a few days. Yeah. So. I shall I was, get back to it. Um, I was thinking I, of playing the original Doom since it's 25 yeah. years old now. Yeah. I should do that now that you've talked about Project Warlock. <laughs> be interesting to go back to uh, to that, to Doom. I was that to original how it's, it's, you know, how Project Warlock kind of comes up against it, how mm. it's kind of modernised the genre perhaps to, to you know have a direct comparison. But yeah. it kind of feels at least 
from my memory very similar. So who knows? Sure it's completely is. different. I'm sure it is. Like there's a, you know, well, there is difference between like just copying, and there's very slight difference between having an inspiration of um, a lot of games toe the line between that. So yeah, be interesting to contrast and compare. Yeah, completely. I mean, yeah. Project Warlock's got a couple of little additional uh, stuff. You've got, mm. like, a, uh, you can uh, use magic. I think the only spell mm -hmm. I've got is just to throw a light up, which I don't really know what it does, but I can throw a light up in you my need, hand. You need some, can, uh, can you better? Run around hacking stuff. That is a very end. strange movement you just made there. Yeah. <laughs> this is the movement I do. This is how. This is my job. This is all I do all the time. Um, Lumberjack. <laughs> in the dark yeah yeah you um, got the beard for it that's it i did <laughs> i did shave it all off and i'm very disappointed that i'm like it's too short now i was gonna <laughs> say it, 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 like it does seem shorter i mean yeah, it's it still to... it's a still a proper full beard it's just not a <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair to... you've retreated from hipsterdom with that but... slightly yes yeah i've gone to slightly respectable <laughs> um should we open another beer yes sure thing yes. Lucy, what are you drinking now? I'm going to go for another Michaela. Yeah. Oh. And it's called Wood Will Fall Down. He's an angry guy. He's, Willie? He's, he, his, his name might be Willie. <laughs> <laughs> he snaps a pencil in half. He's very angry. And one of the pencils says uh, Passion Fruit. And there's a book underneath that says Berlina. So I guess it's a Berliner Vice. Yeah. Uh, with passion fruit. <laughs> 4.2%. Again, no flavour text that I can see. Mm. No, it tells you barley, malt, wheat malt. It didn't say the hops. So, yeah. We're getting a lot of that today. Advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never mind, eh? That's fine. That's fine. Adol, mm. what have you got next? Has it got information mm. on to tell you what you're actually drinking? Me, yes. It is the, um, from Independence, um, it is the Nomad Supersonic Finger Lime Double IPA 7.8%. That's a lot of things going on. Yeah. It is. Uh, oh, interesting. So, um, it's a product of Australia. Australia, mate. Because that's Nomad. Um... When our friends from Stone Brewing Company in San Diego came to visit, of course, we had to brew together. With the pioneers of the IPA style, we thought we'd brew a favorite of ours, Supersonic, but ramp it up with some U.S. hops to create this West Coast-style dipper. For this edition of Supersonic, we've added laurel, citra, with a good dose of aussiness with hops, and, of course, our signature native finger limes. The hops combine to give citrus fruit aromas and are well-supported with a multi-backbone combining to make this a hoppy but balanced dipper. What better way to celebrate our friends from San Diego than paying some tribute to, to the Top Guns, Maverick, and Goose? It is uh, 7.8%, <laughs> half a liter. <laughs> what was the brewery called? Sure. Nomad. Nomad. Sure. Yeah. Everybody likes Tom Cruise. <laughs> and the other guy. Katie Holmes. It's impossible to hate. <laughs> I actually don't mind him. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's exactly what everyone says. Yeah. Like, I, was like, yeah, I think fine. I should hate yeah. this man, but I kind of don't mind him. You can't I don't like him anymore, yeah. but I don't mind him. He's alright. 
<laughs> he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He cares right. about your TV. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. He also thinks you should think in a certain way and you know, worship some kind of absurd. Zenu. But yeah. Phaetons. Yes. Well, mm. you know what? Elron. It sounds like the plot of Iconoclast. I oh, think man. the plot of Iconoclast is actually might be just like the story of Scientology, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, considering what I saw at the ending, I damn, I wish I paid attention. <laughs> I realise it's an allegory of Scientology. Have you got Have you got fifteen hours to put back into it? And... I'll just watch on YouTube all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or read an That's interview with the developer. Time. It's like, is this Scientology? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What do you got there, Ben? I was like, this isn't Christianity or Judaism or anything. It's Scientology. Should have just straight up Scientology. I would really like to say what happens at the end of this. Mate, I might play it. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything again. But time needed. Just knowing what I know, it's like God. That makes me want to play it a little bit more. <laughs> just to see um i am drinking from upfront brewery uh sorry just stamp. just disclosure the only thing i know about scientology was what it was in south park <laughs> <laughs> the in-depth documentary that they did on scientology <laughs> yes i was i was somewhere <laughs> I apologise to was, the Not at home. I was out. Um, I think I was in like a hotel room, and we put the TV on, and there was this this documentary on about Scientology, and it's like, well, we just watch this, I suppose. And it's, it's kind of not a documentary. It was, it was it was kind of a documentary, but it's like this almost this panel show where someone who's mm. like a recovering Scientology person was talking to all of these other recovering Scientology people, you know, from properly up in the yeah echelons of Scientology uh, and like a journalist who'd looked into it and, and had put out loads of articles about it. It was super interesting about what they'd done to kind of like discredit this journalist mm -hmm. and he was sat opposite the guy who had done all of that to him and it was very much kind of this this is you know this is what we were doing at the time I'm not yeah. in Scientology anymore so I can kind of talk about this now <laughs> like fuck yeah. you know. But anyway, that's it's crazy. That's you know. For uh, speak, podcast, speaking of religion, there's this game not called Far Cry Five, Church in the <laughs> Darkness. Um, that's coming out soon enough. Looks interesting. Yeah. I, I know I've found development for like years now, but it'll be interesting to like. I know a lot, not, not a lot of games actually touch on religion for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Definitely. Nice. Mm. Apart from those like super Jesus games, uh, is, that, is that on Christian the back? Play? Is that the back that, page of Steam or something? <laughs> super that, Jesus. That's where they revealed 64. Jesus. Sixty-four. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Super yeah. Jesus sixty-four. That's the name of our new game. Like Metroid Prime Jesus Edition. <laughs> Just him walking around, shooting lightning out of his hands or something. Um, I don't know what Jesus's powers were. I don't remember. He could turn. Water into Water wine, into he's wine. amazing. Oh. Yeah, he could replicate fish. He'd be like the richest person. <laughs> if that well, they didn't say it was good wine. True. Awful, <laughs> <laughs> really thin, like fucking shit boxed wine. wine. <laughs> he didn't oh, cook I any of the fish this. either. Just like yeah. here's a fish. Yeah. 
Still alive, like wriggling in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, what am I meant to do with this fish? Um, <laughs> Upfront Brewery, slightly religious. Ahab, no, not A, not religious. Captain Is it way Ahab. on the front, perhaps? Is that Moby Dick? No, it's, it's not. I think it's an upturned car in the sea and a man kind of clinging on to the top of it, actually. I really like that art, though. Oh, that's nice. really cool. That's mm. nice. I made um, I was it in. has <laughs> very small amount of flavour text. A complex, deep and rich fusion of dark malts with the fruity hop finish of American stout. Roasted chocolate and coffee notes. Balanced, smooth and rich. 6%. I wonder whether my thoughts on this will be that it's balanced, smooth and rich now I've read that. Uh, grapefruit. <laughs> in everything. Grapefruit in everything. <laughs> Whilst I taste this, Lucy... Mm. Back to you for your McKellar. Your second yeah. McKellar. As I picked it up, I was like, you know what, why am I even drinking this? Because I'm not in the mood for a balloon of ice. Yep. And then just smelling it, I was like, Because oh. we are in the depths of winter now. Sure. And, you know, it's probably stout weather. Stout <laughs> like, season. You're doing, yeah. Yeah. I think you've had like eight stouts on the last two <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just smelling it, I was like, oh, you know, you get that puckering, you know, nose tingling, like... Sourness, but drinking it, this is it doesn't blow your head off, which is good in terms of the sourness. Okay. Um, I was really surprised because I mean the head's gone down now. As you can see, it's like straw coloured. It's mm -hmm. very clear, translucent almost. But it had like three fingers worth of worth of head, mm. um, which you don't usually get with sours. Usually the head just dissipates like straight away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one lingered quite a long long time and. It's pretty much set, that pretty much set me up for what I should expect. I didn't expect it, despite the smell. I didn't expect it to be deep, too sour, mm. especially considering like, yes, this is in a supermarket. Yes, we want you know introduce people to beers. It's not going to yeah. be the most sour beer. Um, mm. People just aren't, you know. It even took us a while to settle into yeah, that. It did. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's not too sour at all. It's you're getting like a lot of lemon and lime and. Like sherbet, sherbet, like kind of flavors, but it's not overpoweringly sour. Um, getting quite a lot of creaminess in like mm. the uh, in the body and the flavor and the taste, and it's 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 one of those kind of beers that I don't know. It's not it's not like a blow your head off sour, but it's one that just perks you up, wakes you up, you know, just. Mm. Like if you were on a night out or something, had a few beers, you'd drink this just to wake you up. Um, okay. Like just sniffing nose talk or something. <laughs> 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 but it's not too. It's not too in your face. It's not overpowering. It's. It toes that line just in the middle where oh yes we can still categorise this as a sour. Um, yeah. But it's not so in your face and offensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. That's kind of uh, whether. Balloon of Ice as a style is a little bit lighter, but I think I always find with the Balloon of Ice it is slightly mm. softer. It's not quite as as kind of mouth puckering as yeah. uh, you know as a sour or something. So yeah, you're um, getting that creaminess on the finish, so it's not mm. like just completely cut tart tartness at the end. So it it lets that like those citrusy and lime notes just just linger slightly. Mm. It like tapers off slowly rather than just bam sourness at the end so nice it's nice so I'm still not in the mood for a sour but i'm glad <laughs> i picked this one <laughs> i'm glad i picked this. <laughs> so yeah it's, it's good fair. yeah good good Adol, how about you 
look how red it is. It's like an orangey red. Mm -hmm. That was kind of surprising. Reasonable amount of head. You definitely get that sort of sweet finger lime on the nose. Um, what is a really finger lime? Is it a lime shaped like a finger? I think it's a small lime. Okay. I think it's not like not like a super sweet lime, like a key lime, but at least that's what this smell, this nose is giving. Yeah, <laughs> totally wrong. It's actually a lemon. Yeah. It's going to be one of those weird fruit nights. Where oh, wow. Like, like not a lime something lime. else, yeah. <laughs> so the biggest surprise is how small the finish is. Okay. Um... The initial taste I'm getting, well, one, I can't tell it's 7.8%. It's mm. um, a little sweet. I'm getting that, like, definitely a sweet lime sort of taste. Yeah. Um, it's a little dry, and there are there's definitely some hops going on that sort of gives some bitterness. Uh, it's definitely most, mostly citrus flavor. Um, and there's a, there is a slight um, sort of biscuity maltness. On the finish, it's just not there in the taste, and but both that sort of limey and biscuitiness just disappear really quickly. Mm. Um, leaves a little wet. Um, it's very, very drinkable, and because there's like nothing in the finish, I, I think this seven point eight percent will go down right quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's really quite tasty. I like that. Um, the liminess isn't like, like a fruit bomb sort of thing. It's like uh, it's well sort of tailored mm. into the into the it, beer. It just is it of, just fruit forward and fruit for just fruit's sake? Yeah, it's it's basically <laughs> like oh, what if the what if this was mostly a slightly sweet taste mm -hmm. in in a in an IPA? Um, I'm still kind of shocked at how small the finish is. Um, I was expecting a longer one with a seven point eight in the, in a mm. dipper, and it's just like. Oh, this is gone now. Okay. Um, maybe that's maybe that'll change as I drink the beer. But given that I had another beer before, but uh, I'm actually quite worried about this just getting slammed back because it's. Do yeah. it. Do it. Um, that's it. It wants you to just keep drinking, doesn't it? Yes. Like, drink this and then buy another don't, one. Don't Come disobey on. the beer. Mm. Mm. Do what the beer tells you. <laughs> Follow the Come beer. <laughs> Um, oh. That's actually all I need to say. It's it's just very citra citrusy. Like it's mm. doing the things that I think it said. I don't remember the flavor text. Um, I do like that the there is a maltiness to balance, but I'm surprised yeah. that between the two that they just sort of fade. Not not super problematic. <sighs> mm. Yeah. Well, good. Good. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so Ahab, Ahab from Upfront Brewery. Um, obviously, getting a lot of the chocolate, getting roasted coffee on there as well. That kind of sits um, as the, the basis for it. There is, on the nose, this slight sweetness to it. And when you taste it, um, I know it said um, like fruity hops in the uh, flavor text, but I'm always getting kind of like a blueberry from it okay um whether it's you know whether it's just blueberries or it's, it's kind of a, a a kind of a berry sweetness to it yeah uh, which works quite well with the with the chocolate um uh, that 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 merges quite well together um 
against the kind of the slightly more coffee kind of notes mm. It, mm. it's it's not sure whether the coffee is giving it what it should be or is the right kind of thing to kind of back up the chocolate and the uh, and that kind of fruitiness to it or that slight sweetness to it mm. um like it, it kind of all of that flavor stays with you throughout you know the sweetness and and sort of like those roasted notes and stuff but it's kind of just a bit um the, the difference between that sweetness and then that kind of quite deep quite kind of um slightly smoky roasted kind of coffee that it has to it hmm. i think is a bit um I think jarring is a bit too hard of a word for it but it doesn't quite sit together um as well as my palate i guess can kind of deal with yeah. so it's it's nice i mean it's a nice beer uh i'm maybe not going back to it quite as much as uh as i think the dryness in it would like me to i'm kind of holding off very slightly because the, the whilst it dries my mouth out quite a lot the the flavor sticks around quite well um yeah. but uh, i think i have to get through the rest of this just to see kind of whether that's um you know whether there's some of that little bit of bitterness kicking back off of the whiplash still um or whether that is that just this this difference between those flavors that aren't quite sitting together mm. if you know what I mean. yeah you saying blueberry reminded me of the northern monk patrons project beer yeah, 3.04 blueberry and mosaic black ipa mm. which oh, i yes. absolutely loved yeah i've just seen on untapped i gave it five stars twice drank on, drank on tanked up episode 101 i was gonna say i was know it? you had it on the episode yeah <laughs> so, I so that was like late last year or early Jeez. this year well, done, i think we're, i think we we're quite good this year we've done one every week i think almost so yeah what are we up to now 40 Five, no, we're past somewhere around then. Well, yeah, late yeah, it was. I know that. So well, yeah, maybe hundred something was, like that. No, because yeah. hundred was when I was. Oh, it was game of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. So it was like late so December, yeah. beginning of must have been the January, first January or something. Yeah. yeah, that was a good beer. It just depresses <laughs> me with the fact that I says, oh, "This is no longer in production by the." Like, well, talking about good beers and previous Game of the Year chats, before we move on to games, next week will be our Game of the Year chat. We might sneak in beers if we can remember what our favourite oh, beers are. Oh, you mean beer, beer of the Year? Beer of the Year. I remember mine. Fuck, I don't think I could do that. No, I don't think I remember. It's going to be an untapped kind of... And like I don't season. use... Un <laughs> yes. I don't use untapped, so I literally... I would have to listen to every episode. Listen to every episode. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, my beer of the year is... Um, Carling. Flip a coin. It's this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by law, mine has to be a stat. An imperial stat, so... <laughs> I remember which one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So let's move back on to games, Lucy. Mm. You thought of a new game. I think you've only spoke, yeah. spoken about Iconoclast so far. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've got two more. Two yeah. More. But 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 the first one I'm just gonna briefly gloss over because okay. I've not put too much time into it. Um it's called Desert Child. Um shout out to the 
publisher who provide me a code for it on Switch. Um, so it's about I, Luke Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> kinda. Shmee Skywalker? It's it's set in oh, space and you ride a... Um, Tauntaun? Cool. Is that what the bike's Land called? Landspeeder. Landspeeder, yes. Are in the, are, are in the yeah. winter. Oh, yes. Just, no, I, I said it. Don't tweet at us. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. <laughs> the, the land speed. Yeah. So it's basically Star Wars. Yeah. Um, it's it's like a it's basically an arcade side scrolling racer where Not you're on this bike. Not a pod. Hmm. I think it hovers. I think it hovers oh, above no. the ground. So I'd call it a pod. Pod bike. Pod um, okay. let's, yeah. let's let's call it a pod racer, just just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're on a pod racer. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically set in this like uh, futuristic. This <laughs> 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 um, futuristic. I don't know if you. I don't know if you'd call it noir. It's quite colourful. It isn't. Um, Neo-futuristic kind of uh, aesthetic to it. Could, could uh, it's it, also pixel it, art. Are you sure it's hmm. futuristic? Could it maybe have been set a long time ago? <laughs> galaxy far, far away. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry. I hate Star Wars nerds. <laughs> Not everyone. <laughs> okay, uh, so, so you're in this Neo-past. Yes, you're in this... Yeah, Neo Pass, that kind of looks like the 80s, so yeah, you, you're absolutely... Um, and the, the main mechanic is you are doing these races. Um, you're basically having to manage, like, doing races and still, like, lead a normal life. Like, you get hungry, okay. your bike needs repairing. Oh, cool. um, and the very start of the game... Now. Yes, the very start of the game, it just throws you in. Like you're on the street, it's like you can only do so many things. You can either race, you can eat ramen. Ramen looks pretty good. Um, or you can get your bike repaired, and those are the only like free things you can do. And it's like you're basically trying to get to. I think you're trying to get to the moon. Buy a ticket to get to the moon, <laughs> and then you do so many races. You can pick money up whilst you're in the races. Um, you basically. Usually, well, from I've, I've only played a few, so usually just racing against one other like uh, NPC. I think there's a two-player mode as well, which is cool. Mm. Uh, mm. I've been playing solo. Hey, I just enjoyed <sighs> something that, that, the, yeah. the shitty parade of jokes I, that are just derailing you. How could I not? So I basically accrued enough money to go to, I believe, the moon, and it's just opened up completely. It's like, oh, That's now you no can. Moon. Oh man, I was I was resisting like like a motherfucker, and then you just did it anyway. I'm just gonna stop recording. <laughs> Press stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, be yeah. Careful, I'm glad I mean, we're, if we keep making these jokes, mm. then I think there might be a war between us, the stars of this podcast. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Sorry, continue. <laughs> Please continue after that one. <laughs> it's just getting worse. <laughs> um, 
Where was I? I don't even know. <laughs> You'd made it to uh, the you're playing by yourself. Yeah, I made it to the moon. Yeah, it's really opened opened up in the fact like, oh, you know, there's so many different places you can there's different places you can eat, there's different mechanics um who do better rates for fixing your bike. There's like this back alley like bar where you can like race somebody and throw the race, like, you know, they fix boxing match so you yeah, can yeah. do that. Oh, you can like deliver a pizza. <laughs> you can <laughs> straight over my head that one. <laughs> Fine, don't worry about it. I'll start. I mean, I'll, tr I'll try to stop. <laughs> There's no soft in here. <laughs> you can, like, deliver pizzas, you know, anything to earn more money. And I'm sure, like, it's going to open up some more, like, different, different, um, like, perks and for your bike and different abilities and mm. stuff like that. I'm really early so I don't want to give too much you know, away because I'm probably speaking about it from like an uneducated point of view but especially because you know, because it just completely opened up, it was quite overwhelming. It's like how am I meant to do this? How am I meant to do bike yeah. upgrades? I'm going to get lost around this city and everything like that. I'm going to get back to it but Hopefully, I can give a more rounded um, opinion on it, like in a few weeks' time, once I right. dive a bit more. But it's got a really cool, like, aesthetic and kind of feel to it. The music's cool. Uh, I think it's made by someone called Oscar Britton. Um, I think it might be one other solo project, but mm. yeah, it seems promising from the start. But I'll probably speak about it more in the future once yeah. I've a bit more. This is it. It's now the time to, you know, we'll we'll have our game of the year episode out uh next week but yeah. it's kind of that that period of time where not much is going to be um releasing now so we can oh, catch up game on all of those games mm. that we uh so many games released december it's ridiculous yeah they we'll have seen speak to, about later yeah, yeah it's yeah. like come on man it's like <laughs> i'm trying to get the games finished this is why um i'm just trying because i thought iconoclast might hit the top because it's a metroidvania so yeah that's just music to my ears. And that's it. You've got to kind of now we're trying to fit in games, aren't we? Like, just, you know, this seems like it's aimed at me. I should play it to know whether it's going to be one of the best games yeah. of this year. And it's like, ah, mm, just that's not to get time. Yeah, and that's why we we don't have any rules. My top game is a game from 2007. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's one thing that that gets lost in these things. I think it should be the best games you. Year. Yeah, everyone has backlog problems, um, mm -hmm. some more than others, uh, and, and I think that's <laughs> fine, right? Like, if yeah, you yeah of course, game, you liked it because, yeah, like, why do people look at these lists to find out about cool, interesting, neat games? Yes, I, I agree. Um, because I was listening to Game Informer and they were saying, like, should we they do a top 50? And I was mm. like, should, should we do like games that are ongoing stuff? And you know, yeah, and I was like, you know what, that's a you know, absolutely brilliant idea because, like Siege, if you're if you're recommending someone who's picking up the bag, oh, I pick up Game Informer once a year. I want to know what the best games are. I'm like a casual gamer, mm -hmm. don't really play games that much, don't follow games media or press or anything. I want to know what the best games are to play. Yeah, maybe yeah. they didn't pick up Siege back in 2014 or wherever the hell that game came out. Solid game. Yeah, exactly. So. Which, yeah. through all of their additional content, just seems to mm. be getting better. Yeah. And... yeah, like, legitimately, one of the best games I've played this year is Shadow of the Colossus. Like, yeah. 
it's not going to be on my list, but mm. but it's like people will be like, oh no, it's a remake, a remaster. It's like yeah, but it's a damn good game. <laughs> it's definitely one of those that it's it's kind of you know where do you sort of like draw the line should it just be open to absolutely everything uh you know should you then only open it to saying well this game came out on this platform this year so mm. i can include it or you know this is an ongoing game mm. that is constantly being updated and it's very different this year to how it was last year so in essence mm. it's you know a complete this was in early access and... yeah, exactly like where where do you kind of draw the line? So, like, really, for us to sort of say, you know, it can be fucking any game you've played this year. That is the rule. You have to have played it this year, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. For it to count towards your your top mm -hmm. games of this year. I mean, or at least think... after we recorded last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. obviously, when you are in media like this, anything yeah. that that took that you encountered since the last. Um, top list seems fair so if yeah, it's the yeah last absolutely. Week, you know whatever absolutely i mean that we don't why, have any you know, rules we're, we're all we're all I and mean, we all know that all three of us overwatch destiny 2 and god i don't know enough about modern games what the number three would be <laughs> on a stupid list <laughs> fuck that up. call of duty black, black ops 4, four. yeah that's great game yeah, it's Battlefield number 7, one. 5, 12, whatever it is. It's V, actually. Alright, yeah. <laughs> v for right. very v stupid naming. <laughs> oh, you went there. Um, you know, every time someone says GG in a game, they're secretly saying Gamergate. It's code. Mm, that's it. That's what it is. Oh my Not God. good game. Never no. good game. Always Gamergate. Um... <laughs> That's depressing because you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fucking hell. <laughs> I'm going to talk about another game. I'm going to move us on. Should there um, another game? There is, there is, there is. I um, picked up Thronebreaker, which is um, Gwent. Well, it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a Witcher game. It, I think it's called Thronebreaker: A Witcher Tale, a Witcher Story, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a um a story that isn't you're not playing Geralt. um you play as uh, Maeve who is a queen of lyria and rivia uh, one of the areas within the world yeah you i mean cuz he's, none he's of you, Geralt none of you actually of... give a shit no cuz no, Geralt he's, of rivia uh, is Geralt of rivia yes yeah, yes yeah. i assume that he so turns up I assume he turns up at some point. I've seen I've seen him in the art style that this game is, uh, you know, adopts. Um, mm -hmm. But I've only so far I've only played through the tutorial. So again, I've only had maybe 30, 40 minutes with it. Um, but it is uh, it's currently on uh, twenty percent off on um, on GOG. So it's a game that I think came out in September on PC or October in PC, and then came out at the beginning of December on um, on console. Not Switch though, because uh, no CD Projekt Red game ever comes out on Switch. Um, but it's, me. Yeah. it's a well, yeah. No, just... Gwent on Switch. I'm sure I, everybody I did. will that buy. That was kind of like the one thing I thought. I thought is Gwent mm. on Switch? Surely Gwent is on Switch, but I don't think mm. it is. You um, mean Witcher is not on Switch running at 60 frames per second? Yeah. No. Of and course, why? Of course. Why? Um, 
It's <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. Do it, do it. Uh, so Thronebreakers, um, it, it, it is kind of like a mix of two different um, like central mechanics. So you're you're moving around um, this big map in an isometric view as as Maeve, um, basically going through your kingdom. Uh, cleaning up kind of the mess that's been made after you've been out of the kingdom for a few months you know you've just returned mm -hmm. and there's bandits around there's monsters that have come in so you go around um, collecting resources and different things to then battle everything in a Gwent style game so mm -hmm. it kind of mixes up that um, like isometric RPG kind of overworld game mm -hmm. yeah. and then uh, you know a card battle system essentially yeah. um and i kind of thought well you know mutant year zero is is you know is is featuring in my top games of the year definitely oh, uh, and okay. it was a game yeah. which um you know kind of merged a couple of different styles uh two styles of games that i really enjoy so i thought well th you know people have said good things about Thronebreaker. i should jump in and see if this can kind of you know, if it is one of these games that I should be playing, that's the, mm -hmm. that I should be recommending to people as kind of something that mixes up two different styles of games. Um, but so far, only based on that 40 minutes, if you uh, if you don't give a shit about like card battling games, then this probably isn't the game for you. Uh, you know, okay. if you, it, it, <laughs> yeah. If you like <laughs> that kind of like free roaming exploration type game, um, then you know play Mutiny Zero, play Thronebreaker. Yeah. But yeah. the kicker in that is like if you're familiar with XCOM, and you like that kind of turn-based strategic kind of combat, squad combat versus a card game, mm. you're probably going to go more towards Mutiny Zero than you are towards like Thronebreaker. Okay. Um, and it, I mean it's super interesting that CD Projekt Red have made this game. Yeah, did Gwent ever come out? Yeah, so Gwent, Gwent is out. It, it actually only came out of, I think, beta only a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, it's, it's just crazy so, to me that Gwent just came out. And... I mean, well, but that's just been around don't get been released. for a year. Properly. Yeah, but it never came out properly. And no, 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 they no, just that's, that's, put this out. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's problems with games that you know have those extended early access periods or open betas that you have your you have your release your hard release is mm. when you let the public essentially play in an open beta that's when people are talking about it you then may go we're out of beta now here's the final product and then yeah. goes, oh, but well, there was like no fanfare it. over like throne breaker and it's like cd no, cd project red are like riding a wave of like you know Fanboys, mate. Get all the fanboys in. People who love Gwent, people who love The Witcher, they'll pick it up. Yeah. I love The Witcher, like, picked it up. But you know, you know Witcher and then people. people like that, um, what, what, is it Cyberpunk? Is that what yeah. it's called? That gameplay looks so underwhelming to me. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm gonna get hate, man. That's a first-person Metroidvania, isn't it? I don't know. It's... <laughs> it looked, it, I just yeah. thought it looked, yeah, this looks cool. I yeah, didn't think it was a second cool. coming of Christ like everyone thought it was. I mean, it looks like I mean, it looks like Deus Ex. Yes! <laughs> Deus Ex isn't second coming of Christ. So, <laughs> no I, mean, I haven't seen otherwise bit. to say that it's not going to be. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Thronebreaker does a very good job of, um, as Mutineer Zero did, of easing you in. 
So, you know, you move around the map a little bit, gives you some very well animated um, scenes between characters. You also get to pick different narrative choices as well, which it suggested will have an effect on different things. I've, I've yet to see what kind of those effects will be. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's trying to bring in a lot of those RPG elements, but pairing it with this card battling combat system. Right. Uh, and I think, it's, it's, I think uh, you know, it's one of those games that at all I think you'd enjoy. Lucy, mm. I don't think you'd enjoy. That's uh, I'm just no. struggling to stay awake right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. I said cards. Yeah. I said battling. Done. I was genuinely curious about what this game was because I thought it was Gwent. <laughs> I thought it was like a Gwent expansion. <laughs> well, when I, when I first heard about it, yeah. I, I, you know, I was very confused about what this game was. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until they kind of put out a press release which basically said it's it's this you know it's a, it's an RPG mm. with a Gwent battling kind of system. You're like, right, okay. It'd be interesting to see how that actually works. And there's a lot of, as you're moving around the world, you go over to a, a, a pile of logs and you pick those up because you need wood to be able to do stuff. And you need gold to be able to <laughs> yes, do you stuff. Do. And you need, you need men, uh, you know, you need right, recruits to be able to do stuff. And a lot of that is um, creating new cards to go into your deck and, and that sort of deck building kind of meta game. And this this overworld it kind of almost just seems to be there to currently um, to give you some kind of narrative drive to build a deck and okay. have some reason for building this deck um, and uh, you know progressing through that battling system yeah. I guess as you know enemies get harder and have more more cards in their deck and they're able to do different things you need to be able to build alongside yeah. that kind of like that rising difficulty I think. is there any like external economy to this game where you have to buy packs or anything or is it just uh, all no, in game uh i think it's all in game oh, i if there is if there is uh, a real world economy i haven't seen it mm -hmm. the only thing i have seen is um that within the world i'll uncover a chest and in that chest will be a card Mm -hmm. but I can't use that in my single-player deck. That card is then used in the multiplayer. Oh, there's multiplayer which, as well. Which I don't think is Gwent. I don't think That's that then so links to your Gwent account. I think it's yeah. multiplayer within Thronebreaker. So I how different that. is the card mechanic -y game from Gwent? Cause... I I don't... I can't say for certain, because I from, haven't from played what Gwent seen, for a right? while, but from the beta version of Gwent that I played... Mm -hmm. um, in Thronebreaker, it is uh, it, it's slightly pared down. In Gwent, you have three lines like melee, ranged, and then siege. Yeah. Um, in Thronebreaker, you've just got two lines, and you can throw people on whichever line you like. It's not like melee right, yeah, yeah. and ranged. You know, I can put a ranged person on that first line, and they can only fire um, if if their ability is that they can take damage off someone as soon as they hit the board. But they can only fire two lines. Then you put them on that place. back line. I've got to put them yeah. on my front line to be able to hit them. Gotcha. So there's um, so far. It's I mean it's it's very much handheld me through the combat encounters I've had. As, as I said, it was within the tutorial. So it was like play this card because it can do this. I'm like okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't experienced it enough. 
for myself to know whether that combat, you know, how that kind of stacks right, But it's up. clearly a different system, is, is what it I is. Know. It is a slightly different system, yes. It's essentially they've gone, well, we've got Gwent. Let's kind of, let's pull it back a little bit. You know, people aren't here to play Gwent. They want that narrative experience as well. Mm with a slightly different kind of combat system or something slightly different to keep them yeah playing. and for anyone who doesn't know gwent is the card game that was in the witcher 3 was it just the witcher 3 just three, the witcher yeah. 3 yes yeah and the then in-game card game own, yeah and then yeah. became its own game mm-hmm. essentially like triple triad from final fantasy it's the same sort of thing i know exactly what you're on about <laughs> <laughs> Completely different card games, but you know, yeah. Triple Triad came out of Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. So, Go fish. That's it. It's, it's another card game. Snap. Oh, I, I thought you were invoking one. Jesus again. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's returned. Yeah. It's like uh, Red Dead made poker, and now everybody's playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I might talk about Throwbreaker if I get more chance to play it on a future episode. Mm-hmm. From what I played currently, I won't be talking about it next week, probably. And I'm not sure I'm going to get that much more time now to be able to, to yeah. put yeah. into it to know that. Um, but yeah, I might, you know, I, I'll definitely play some more of it. I just don't know when that will be. It's not quite as compelling as, um, you know, as Mutiny Zero, which is yeah. a game I'm going to compare it to because it's a very similar kind of uh, experience. Yeah. Um, you know, that game looks with, awesome. with, with very different kind of um, like gameplay loops and stuff, mm. but two games trying to do something kind of similar with merging different genres and different yeah. kind of like loops. So uh, yeah. currently I'd rather play Mutiny Zero but then did I'd have to start a new game, and I don't really fancy it. <laughs> Why would you have to start a new game? Did he lose all your party, man? Oh, Jesus. Right. Really? Oh, you finished it. How long yeah, did yeah, that yeah. take? Here's oh, me thinking all your party oh, members oh, died. Okay. It's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> just had to um, that is super interesting. I didn't, 15, I mean, I didn't think... 16 hours. Oh, that's not too bad. Short. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, oh, it's not super long. Oh, I had no long. idea. That's there's, how um, there's long areas, a game should be. There's areas that you don't need to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, like, uh, you turn up into one zone, and this guy says, hey, do this for me. You don't have to mm. do that for him. You yeah, know? That's the, um, the definition <laughs> of a side quest. Uh, well, uh, yes. But it's like, it's... <laughs> What's sad is that, like, every time I think of a side quest, you just leave that NPC there, and they're just still waving, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. They're coming back, so we, come back. Yeah, like, the world's been saved, and they're just like... I need, still need help. I still need those four chickens. <laughs> yeah. My ham is still burned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you'd be doing to fucking unburn a ham, but... Um, you'd be it's, kicking it's... the... Cooking the pork, man. You'd just, you'd just exile yeah, him from your party. Borman or whatever his name That's is. Borman? Borman, yeah. Borman, yeah, yeah, Borman yeah, yeah. and, you, and you're like, I'm done with you. You've saved the world. And now I can cook you and get you... Now I can eat you. And I can have some nice duck mm, pancakes bacon. as well from ducks. Ooh, um, ooh. Well, it's. I mean, the, that that side quest is interesting in that it's the only one. There there's are only no one side quest. There's oh, only right. one side quest. That really? poor bloke, and you yeah. just ignored so, it. So there's one side quest, and like, fuck you. Well, I, I did it. Oh, so you did do it. So there is nothing up for you. No, um, there's a couple of like little combat encounters that I haven't done because when I went through the zone, the enemies were 
too high level and now I've done oh, more, I, see, I, can, yeah, yeah. I can go back mm. and kind of do them. Um, but that's it, cool. That's a late comer to your top of the yeah, yeah. very much, and, it's, and cool. it has gone straight in as well. That's good. Yeah, um, I was listening so. to Waypoint Radio and Patrick yeah. Kleppick was saying, yeah, it's in his top ten now as well. It's like good games are coming out in December. I know, I know. Um, it's okay. I'll 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 start. I'll, I'll play it in January, and we'll see if it's in my top ten. <laughs> probably because it'll probably be the only. I mean, it's it's right <laughs> up my alley. It is, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But then I think for you, like Thronebreaker, would be as well with that like card battling mechanic. Um, I think the difference is that. I mean, you don't have to be invested in The Witcher to play Thronebreaker. Like it is, it is just part of the world, and currently they've not um, alluded to or brought in anything that you would have experienced in The Witcher so far, apart from the names of places. Mm. But that's it. But I think Mutineer Zero being its own kind of entity, mm -hmm. unless you are familiar with the tabletop RPG, which I'm not, um, it, it's kind of um, like a, a new IP essentially. For right. Me. Um, whereas Thronebreaker has a little bit, for, for me, has a little bit of baggage to it. So I'm kind of playing it in the vein that I'm like, oh, when's Geralt going to turn up? Like, you know, what what little things have we got in here yeah. that I can kind of take a little bit more lore from yeah. and stuff? So, so do you think the story in Thronebreaker stands up if you don't, don't. Yeah. know which? I, I mean, I don't know. Having only played 40 mm. minutes or something of it, yeah, I, I don't know yet. Um, I'm kind of, it's a little bit, so far, it's a little bit, not throw away, but it's kind of a bit like, yeah, okay, mm. that's fine. You know, like flimsy, not, not quite as typical flimsy. fantasy. Not quite as compelling as maybe Mutant Year Zero, which is like you know nothing. You're like, whoa, okay, whoa, okay, whoa, boom, okay, man. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Might grow on you more you play. Yeah, do. Yeah, so, do. do you have a clue on which thrones you're supposed to break? Uh, All of them. Not yet. Not yet. That's interesting. Mm. I'm assuming it's just a toilet destruction game. <laughs> That's it. That's what it God. turns into. Like thirty minutes in, forty minutes in, oh it just kicks God. a completely different game. <laughs> and it's just in a first-person baseball bat wielding toilet smashing simulation. No, no. It's, no it's I was thinking of breaking. You're like, oh, they only have. Squeeze <laughs> and I need throwing cards Bad. in the toilet until it fills it up. And it's all useless. Um, so let's move on to Lucy. You had another game. Yes, my final stuff. game. Uh, my final and my favourite called Greece. Oh, okay. J R I S. Oh, this is, this is G R. -G I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. So it's it's not a game based on the John Travolta film. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Uh, How come we don't get like a you know a bully style Greece game? Oh fuck. I'd play it there, like. Best musical I've ever made. I want a face-off anyway. game, mate. Even better. Oh, yeah. man. Had, but to be honest, I think we've had face-off. <laughs> Every game is a face-off game. Well, almost. <laughs> no, because yeah. you don't have the integral face-off game. <laughs> Anything with dubs in it is a face-off game. <laughs> Battlefield so, 1. Had a full boyfriend? That's face-off. Face-off game. Just making sure. Mm. It was directed by John Woo as well. Passable boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the end of that game where everyone. It's just where it gets you know, halfway through and the pigeon just goes, I took his face. Yeah, and starts knifing oh. his own face. 
No, no. <laughs> ben, I know this is only for those who view the stream, but it's not face off. It's face off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, all. Oh, it's, it's... it's the best film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, uh, oh, it, subscribe to our Patreon, and we're going to be doing a live. Reading right. <laughs> of, of face off. Live reading. Live oh, reading. Oh, even better. How many beers will so we? So here's here's the question. So only one. Whoever plays, who, whoever reads, um, the original Nicholas Cage Cage lines. Does that mean that they would also be the reader of when the face off transition happens and the voices are the same? Or do you stick with the actual internal Jeez, character for the reading? Know. This is this needs some planning. It does yeah. need some planning. But because there's three of us, I think one of us will be Nicolas Cage, one of us will be John Schroeder, and then the other one will just be everybody Everyone else. No, I think Nicolas Cage's psyche was actually thinking as he filmed that film should be the third boy. Oh, so we don't we don't actually involve the other characters? <laughs> even though most of no. the film doesn't involve those two people talking? No. <laughs> line read, blank. The third oh, person really can fun. also sing over the rainbow. Yeah, continuously. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the background. Like. Yes. I'll play so, the so little green. kid who gets shot in the opening scene. <laughs> so uh. you can just be out. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> For a, what, 1993? So, so last time I screened that on a movie night, which was when I lived in Canada... There was a weird temporal issue with the gravestone and the timing of the film, such that the kid didn't make sense as for his age. I can't. I'll have to dig up the screenshots. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, I can't so, imagine there's some very big plot holes. It was like 18 years old. <laughs> it was. It's something weird like that. Born where it's in like 1851. He... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Died 1993. <laughs> and he's six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess he he was suffering from Benjamin Button disease. That's it. It's mm. in a shared yeah. universe. That's exactly right. Yes. We were Gris. saying a thing. What the fuck Gris. are we talking about? Greece. Greece. Oh, Greece. Right. Gris. You're the yeah. one that I love. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Honey. Um. This game is sweet like honey, because okay. it's a very good game. Um. It's made by Nomada Studio, Spanish developer. Um. Published by Devolver. Devolver, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very distinctive Devolver and Devolver Light art style game. Mm. They just have a certain feel to all their published games. I don't know what it is. Um, it's a it's a puzzle platformer, essentially. It came out yesterday, so Thursday yeah. the thirteenth, December. Yeah. Very late in the Mm. Um, but I was really looking forward to this one. It didn't disappoint. It's about four hours. I finished it today. Um, okay. Sorry, how long? Your yeah, Skype cut out. About uh, four hours. Yeah. Cool. Um, sure. Four. Four hours long. Uh, it's it's a very. I don't want to call it simple because there's nothing simple about it. Like just the art style. I mean, if anything, the art style will draw you to it. Mm. This is very like water colored painting kind of yeah. art style very cool um, it's very sort of like tonal as well yeah uh yeah. the animation is just fantastic as well you're playing as this um just this female character um you know as you can expect platformer left to right right to left sometimes and stuff like that um solving these the puzzles are 
fairly simple, but they make you feel mm. clever. And um, okay. if you go off the beaten track, there are collectibles, and it's good how, um, you know, it, it just it always rewards a little bit of, um, you know, exploration, a little bit of mm. discovery, um, just by going off the beaten path. Um, and it, cleverly, once you get that collection, it just loops you back around to like the main path. Um, oh, nice. oh, critical, critical path, which is quite. It's quite good. So you never like, even when you're like, am I going the right way? When which, like ninety nine percent of the time, it's directed in such a well way that you know mm. where to progress. But the times where it's like, oh, I just got this collectible, you don't have to worry about oh, where was I going again? It, right, you're yeah. pretty much right back yeah, on the critical fair. path as well. And there are a few collectibles that you can go through, and it does what every good game should at the end. Where you can just chat to select um, after you finished it. Nice, which yeah, is yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really evocative. Like the art style, music. The music's great. It's very it's very emotional kind of um, like soundtrack. It's really 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 good. But um, yeah, the puzzles are clever. You have like different. I guess the whole like mechanic of the game is. You're starting. The game's called Greek. Greek in English it means grey. Right. So you start yeah. from a very simple color palette, which is mostly mm. grey, and then you start. Um, after each chapter, you get like, well, maybe in the middle of each chapter, you get new abilities and you unlock new colors. So you, okay. without spoiling much, you like, you get a double jump. You get the ability mm. to swim and stuff like that. So every point of the game, it starts. You know, like introducing new mechanics and building that into the puzzles, so it never gets stale. I mean, it's only four hours, so it's hard to get stale in that time. But it's like it never reuses an idea, and there's always new things being introduced on the way. So mm. it, it does what every good puzzle game should, and just build upon the mechanics and build upon these new abilities um, in a smart and clever way. And the puzzles, you know that. They're clever, as I say. They make you feel smart um, without yeah. cha being too challenging. Like, right. I think this is a very accessible game in terms of platforming. There are a few like oh specific jumps, and especially to get certain collectibles, you have to be more precise. But overall, it's a very easy, you know, platforming experience. It's not like a right. It's not about challenging gameplay. No, it's it's mm. just about getting through this. Very abstract, very, very abstract story. It's not, it's not overtly saying what the message is, um, but you can kind of guess, you know, themes of it from, you know. But it, it's abstract enough to build your own, like, kind of understanding of it. Like, mm. some people might associate it with depression or death or this right. and that, and it's like, um. What I read from Rami Ishmael for Vlambeer on Twitter mm. today, mm. <laughs> he was just uh, he, just, he just noted his thoughts of the game, and I think one of the funniest things that he said, which is absolutely true of this game, is that you can brute force brute force emotion just by making something very very pretty, and this game <laughs> is it's like, you know, whatever the themes are, it's like, you know, I've had a smooth ride through life i've never suffered from depression or anything like that but it's still emotional it's still yeah it's still heavy hitting especially towards the mm. end it's, 
just just from you know it's greater than some of its parts the art style the music platforming like the controls feel tight and what it, what this kind of reminds me of is like my every single like part of the game every screen if you took a screenshot wherever you are in it you could literally put that in a frame and put that on your wall yeah right like everything just looks like concept art mm. and it's absolutely beautiful it's like i was just taking screenshots i played it on switch uh for disclosure um but yeah i think it would be great like playing it on a big screen mm. you know it's on yeah PC. actually I, i'm surprised at that the the you, well I'm not surprised you played it. I'm on never going to put it in the dock. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> this would be the part, game to do it. But, yeah. but like, it, it does, from what I've seen, just seem mm. like a, a, something I'd want to put on the television, right? Yeah, it's got a mm. great sense of scale. You know, the camera, like, pans in and pans out. It's like, it's very up close and, like, claustrophobic at times. And then it pans out and it's like, she she looks tiny compared to these, like, very Monument Valley-esque, like, kind of... Like you uh, like constructions and buildings yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's a really stunning game. I think nice. it will be somewhere in the conversation next week. <laughs> I mean, probably not. So the how only long game that deals with you yeah. know, depression how long? and stuff? Yes. Give or take uh, about four hours. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, just yeah. I think I missed that. Um. So so that's mm. something I, I've been looking at as well. Might end up picking up because. I, I think you'd really enjoy hours, it. And, yeah. um, it's something I've been, for most reasons, really in interested in. Yeah, yeah, I think you would definitely enjoy it. Like, I think you'd probably take a lot from it, and like, you know, in terms of its message, <laughs> you know, it's like, I think anyone would, not just, you know, because... <laughs> not, 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 not just people who've had specific pasts. Yeah, <laughs> like anyone, anyone who's yeah. a human, so not you, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> it is it all the way, man. Makes stuff a lot easier. Yeah, it's, take, it's a stunning it game. Face value. Like, yeah. Fine. yeah, stunning game. Mm. Try it out. Pick it up. Nice, good. Play it. Play now. Before we finish this week, do we just want to touch quickly on um, the release of the Epic Games Store? Go for it. I'll open up another yeah, just because. Yeah, so, so I would say unveiling rather than release, but I mean, yeah. this is me being quibbly because I spend my day doing philosophy work. We have to be quibbly on everything. Um, yeah, so Epic in last week has not only said fuck it to Unreal Tournament because they don't have the resources. Oh, yes. Um, they oh, yeah. have. Um, but so the two major press releases were. were We've been developing Unreal Tournament, which has been freely available in all its betas mm. since development alpha. Now we're stopping, but you can still play this game. And also, we have a store now. Yeah. Um, and so Epic, uh, basically, because all the fucking boatloads of cash they've made off of Fortnite, has realized that they now have the war chest to go against Steam. Mm. So their sales pitch is basically twofold. Uh, one is, oh, I had these numbers on the top of my head, and now I've had two beers, and I don't remember them. Is but it like basically, eighty-eight percent and twelve percent, something like that. The split. yeah, the eighty-eight and twelve mm -hmm. is industry standard. GOG does it. Yeah, UPlay does it. Steam does it, and they're moving to like a thirty-seventy mm. thing or something. Like no, that. it's the other way around. 
3070 is the standard. Oh, and they're moving to 88 and 12. Yes. No, they're giving more. Yeah, but they're right, taking yeah, yeah. 12%. Yeah. yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. they're only taking 12 instead of the much larger percentage. Um, but coupled with that as well is there's like a. They waive the fee, uh, the like licensing fee, basically uh, for people who use the Unreal Engine. Oh, so wow, effectively, okay. you're effectively you're getting an extra five percent of your store profits if you if you make your game on Unreal. So basically, mm -hmm. it's like most people are choosing between Unreal and Unity. Um, we're offering everyone a better deal, but also if you use Unreal, you're getting a better deal. Yeah. Um, and what I find exciting about this is because it, actually it's just their claims that like we don't know what we're doing so right now we're just manually <laughs> curating who gets in and who gets out what sure. we've pledged to have some curation mm -hmm. so it's like Steam of a decade ago <laughs> before green light before early mm -hmm. access and they're saying like you know we don't know what our standards are yet but we're not committing to let anyone jump in our store yep. and that's actually more than like from a customer point of view that's more impactful than obviously the like the developers getting more money because steam is a hellscape but it's the big hellscape so everyone just just goes along with it Completely. but you it's like i you can't take a steam release seriously until you hear something else because god knows anything can get on steam mm. and it really feels like they're trying to use their war chest to say we will have some sense of quality in our games and we're up front with saying we don't know what that means yeah they is, have said they're not going to do 18 plus like porn games that that's mm. that's literally the only thing they've said well, where uh, are the people they, from tumblr gonna i mean they're already fucked i mean yeah. they're not <laughs> yeah they're just, definitely they're just not. go to reddit man it'll be fine i just yeah. go to reddit oh wow um, it's uh, it makes sense that they're not going to do 18 plus games because you know they rely so heavily on Fortnite, um, and obviously everyone has to go through the Epic Games launcher yeah. on PC to play Fortnite. But, but so... I actually deleted oh, no. the Epic Games launcher like last week. The only reason yeah. I downloaded it was for ShadowCon. Um, so they've get, what are they giving away right now, Ben? Say that again, sorry. What are they giving away right now? Uh, so currently, um, I don't know how long this is going to last for, but for the launch, they're giving away a free game. I think every uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. So at the moment it's Subnautica, which oh. uh, on the 28th of December, it switches to Extreme Super Meat Boy or whatever the latest yeah, version uh, is. I think it's just Super Meat Boy. I know yeah. they've got Super Meat Boy Forever that's on the sweet. store, but I don't think it's Super Meat Boy Forever that's going to be the no, free game. It's just that's coming next year. Which is going mean? to be um, from, I think, the 28th of December. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, I so that's when like... the switch happens. Um, but I... I, I think sorry. it's yeah. It's, um, I'm just murmuring to myself. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I mean, I think that's really smart because, like, uh, Steam. I mean, Humble gives away games on Steam quite often, and Google yeah. Games also gives games away every so often. Yep. And so it's it like immediately saying we get it that like one of the thing that draws things that draw you to the platform is fucking free games. Yeah, we'll just sure. Put that out there. Subnautica mm. seems a big one as well because yeah. like, yeah. it's only it's been on PC for a little while, but it's it's only just released on PS4. Yeah, um, I think so everyone on their mom is super me. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. boy, sort of everyone. Uh, no, but... 
I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. It's interesting that this could potentially be a new challenger in like yeah. big, you know, clients. Like, I mean, I think it, I mean, I've had Epic installed on, even when I like reformatted uh, the PC over in the corner there. I, I put Epic on there and I installed mm. no games. Like it was like I have things on this that maybe I might give a shit about. Mm. So I'll install the launcher, but not really install a game. Yeah. Yeah. But like right now, the landscape, if we just look at my start menu, is Steam, good old games, uh, Uplay, Origin, Epic, and Blizzard. Yeah. You're missing one of the best, which actually probably already does a very good, like split, probably better than 70 30. That's HIO. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, yeah, the best yeah. client. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I, I have it on there. I just have they got a client? Is they, no, they, they don't a... have a client. It's do they, they... they have an app. They have an app. No, but they don't have a client for the PC. the The client for the PC is just oh, log into the, the website right? and download some shit. Yeah, as far as I know, they've got an app, like okay. an actual thingy that you install on your computer. Okay, well then, then I'm missing out on that. Um. <laughs> So, it's not just all browser based. There is okay. an actual. I didn't realize I, I, that. Then I, 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 then I, yeah. yeah. Then I yeah. HIO a thing. Um, so I will say of those things, HIO mm. good games. I'm sorry, I haven't installed your thing. I'm really bad at you. <laughs> anyway, bad game. Um, we have Origin piece of garbage. Sometimes gives a piece of garbage game for free. Yep. Mm. You play. Pretty garbagey. I have a reasonable library because on sales and stuff, it's cheaper than the Steam version. And they've done a lot of, uh, like, around Christmas last year, they did a lot of free games as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I own all the um, the fun platformy Assassin's Creed games on Uplay. Yeah. Uh, so like in China. Mm. Mm, Sorry. Assassin's Creed Asia. Yeah. Slash Eurasia, depending. Yeah, on. it's China, India, and Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Mm. They're yeah, fun. I like them. Yeah, I like them too. I like them more much than more than most of the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I and I also have Watch Dogs one and two on there, but like, the, the, it's basically, ha, did I get an Ubisoft game on Uber Sale? That's why I have you play. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> then so so then you've got um, Blizzard. I've got Overwatch, which I got for free. Uh, the one time I played Overwatch was on the Xbox. Uh, I got Destiny 2 for free on the Blizzard app, mm-hmm. Battle.net. Uh, played a little bit of it, but it, my internet connection hated that. Like, whatever continuity pings they have on Destiny 2 meant that even though I could play all kinds of other games, it would also always crash. Mm. Um, Where's the Windows 10 store? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have that. How about that beauty? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't you want to play Solid? <laughs> I, so I the last time I used BattleNet was to to fail at playing Destiny Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, that like, the Epic Games Store isn't. It's not going to be like all of those other ones that you mentioned. Only only have their own published games. So, on. so, so, so I have to put a pause on this because I haven't got to. My number two contender, Steam, is just there because it's Steam. Yeah, it has thousand uh, thousand plus games for my account. It, it's the thing. But good old games mm. um, 
has a launcher. It does. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Galaxy client. I was going to play full throttle on that. It is. Yeah, um, it has less long, resources. Right? That it takes up less resources than Steam. Uh, I have a couple hundred games on GOG. Mm. It's great. Um, it is. It's a lot more limited in the uh, in the licenses and the games that they have. But I would rather a game on GOG because one of the things that GOG promises is even if you don't use their Galaxy Launcher app, you can download it DRM free from the yeah, website. Completely. Yeah. And that's a thing that Steam has long forgotten. Yeah. So, like, I would rather more things like the GOG launcher, mm -hmm. specifically around the DRM, which is not what Epic has said. No. Um, but, like, I... Steam is there because I've had Steam for over 10 years. It's uh, like your God, child, God. man. <laughs> but like uh, and, and I used to be really annoyed like when it was Steam and like Uplay Steam, Uplay yeah. and Origin I was like ugh I fucking hate these things I wish, it, I, I wish I didn't have anything on these other things but obviously um, you know price points and, and actual exclusivity things sometimes whatever but now that there's like four or five of them I'm actually much more comfortable with having four or five of them oh really mm. well, See, I'm just, like, just put it all on launcher. Steam just put it all on Steam. I own yeah. GTA Five on Rockstar for a similar reason. It got dirt cheap a year ago, mm. so I bought oh, GTA Five yeah. on that. Um, and I don't ever run that unless I have to update GTA Five. Um, but I'm getting because there's just so many opportunities of games that are affordable that are interesting. I'm now no, I'm not attached to Steam in the same way. Sure. And yeah, it sucks that there's like multiple platforms, but also that's how I've been getting deals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're hunting for the best deal, then absolutely. But I'm just like, I'll wait until it's cheap enough on Steam and then I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like, I guess what I'm saying is, at the very least, some. so if Epic, Epic with their like developer, pro developer fees, like better fees, um, if they can get ramp up a library, I would love to have like... Steam, Epic, GOG as my main three, yeah. rather than Steam. And so right now it's basically Steam and GOG, and other riffraff where there's like three games on each platform I want to play. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super interested to see if, because of the war chest from Fortnite and their very aggressive pricing regime, whether yeah. Epic can like make a dent. Because honestly, Steam is just the default for PC, and yeah. I think Valve hasn't done a good job of making Steam attractive in general. Mm -hmm. And now, mm -hmm. now that we have like four or five contenders and one with a huge war chest, like at the very least, I hope Valve has to fix Steam. That's not going to happen. Steam becomes the de uh, default. I don't think that's going to happen. But it'll be interesting to see how big Epic Games Launcher grows because they certainly got the money to put behind it. But I, I don't know how to feel about it. It's great that developers are getting more money for their games as they should, but. It, it, at the same point, it's just like, yeah, we, it, as you say, it's a very aggressive marketing strategy, and it just seems like, are they just trying to monopolize everything? And we can see what a monopoly does. It creates Steam, you know, which is, as you say, not the best oh, so I think they're, I think they're aiming for second place. I don't, I don't think they're trying I think to, they're I don't think they have the spot. hubris of thinking that they're trying to get their top spot. No, I, they, I mean, I don't think they have the hubris. They do seem like humble people, because they came from humble beginnings, like... Fortnite was trash. <laughs> <It's> only, <laughs> you know, I think they know that they're riding 
the coattails of pure luck and coincidence. Um, and I'm sure Fortnite is a good game. Never played no, it. I've not played the it. The art styles are abhorrent, but that's mm. that's. Oh shit! That's the third game I should have said. Obviously, when I was coming up with stupid games that would should be in the top three of our like <laughs> bullshit thing. How did I forget Fortnite? Fortnite. That's the other one. The popular game. Have you yeah. played it, Adil? Uh, I've played the actual game. Oh, the Save the World. The like build a thing against zombies game. I've never played the Battle I'm, Royale I game. I think which it's is called free. Save the World. Whatever. I've never. I think it was just yeah. called Fortnite, wasn't it, when it released? Yeah. I think it was called Save the World when it first released because that mm. was the original. So uh, a fellow out of livers had had bought multiple key supportive copies, and uh, they gave me a cop a key. And I played it originally on the PS4, and then I found out through the Epic Launcher I could install it on the PC. So on the PC, and never played it again. Yeah, I've never even downloaded it. Like Pokemon Go. No. Hopefully, they all go away. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think for the moment, for today, we should go away. As yes. Well. My and play some Fortnite. My computer is starting to crap out. I really need to take a wicked yes. Good. <laughs> Let's finish on our favourite beers of the episode. We'll try and do this swiftly. So I'm going to go first because I think for me it's quite a, an easy one this week. Um, the Ahab from Upfront Brewing still had that little bit of difference between it all the way through. You know, the, the, the roasted kind of coffee notes didn't really mix very well with that slightly sweeter fruitiness that I had. Whereas the Whiplash was a brilliant beer from start to finish that I absolutely smashed back because it was mm. just good and I wanted that beer. So, yeah, I mean, it's very easy that it's the Whiplash body riddle for me this week. Lucy, Preach. how about you? Two McKellars. Two McKellars. Uh, the Berliner Vice was, you know, good on a, you know, wintry day like this, you know, not too sour. Um, smooth. Um, not, not, not blowing your head off with sourness but yeah. uh, for me it's going to be the first beer that I talked about which is cool. finger in the soil yeah, yeah stick a finger in the soil didn't really have much to say about it just because it was yeah. just like standard pale ale and to be honest that's well. good enough for me yeah it, yeah sure it did did the bog stand and it did it well so yeah that's nice. my favorite good Adol uh I'm gonna surprise everyone I think because I'm gonna say it's the indie lager from Fort Pure Okay. Um, I really liked both of these beers. It was it was quite difficult to choose, but I think the, to be honest, it was just a a lager which was flatter and still did the crispness of a lager and had a longer finish than it was expect expected. It just did what it was supposed to do in a way that was unique, novel, and satisfying. And the Nomad Supersonic was a really interesting dipper. Um, and to be honest. It might just come down to the fact that IPAs usually have a long finish, <laughs> lagers yeah. usually have a short finish, and these two inverted it, and I think mm. that's why I was sort of disappointed by the dipper and impressed sure. by the lager. It was just cool. like, okay. yeah. fuck, yeah, no, it's a solid. <laughs> if, if you need a, a quick, easy lager, then you could do no wrong by going for the Indie Lager by Four Pure. Nice. You want a citrusy dipper that doesn't have the standard dipper like Punch, uh, then go for the Nomad. Cool, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. 
So if everyone who's listening wants to talk to us about beers or games that they play, they can do so in lots of different ways. You can go to at tankedup underscore cast on Twitter and tweet us. You can email us tankedupcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at nova underscore 47 or add me on PSN and Steam as well if you want to play some games with me. Adol is the Omniarch pretty much everywhere with a little at in front of it on Twitter. Lucy is tanked up Lucy. I'm not on anymore. Twitter. <gasps> what? Dun, 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 what? Turn my back on you all. Oh no, what are no, you I'm, now? I, I'm announcing my retirement from Tanked Up now. <laughs> <laughs> just before the game of the year. I just decided there should be some uniformity. Between everything, so I'm juicy loose nine on everything. So okay, we don't, sense. yeah. So our closures can be even quicker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wicked. Mm. Done then. Um, go to outoflives.net to look at articles, read my review of Mutant Year Zero, uh, look at other podcast, look at other podcasts, listen to other podcasts, look at other articles and things that people have done, especially this next act, which has been getting better every week. I think slightly yeah, less vulgar this week. Yeah. I've been enjoying it. There's there's a couple of acts on there that have been a little bit more, um, I suppose, a lot of visual, oh, yeah. rather than audio. Like the washerwoman. The washerwoman. The yeah, I almost was put a producer a lot note. More visual. <laughs> yeah, I almost put a producer note warning people, and then I thought, no, you just. I mean, the point is, it's a raw comedy night that like imagination. You get what you get, and the washerwoman editing it was like, yep, can't do much about this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. You know, you get a little bit of everything from a yeah. raw comedy night, but it's good. It's good. It's uh, it's good listening when you want something different to your standard sort of like gaming or entertainment yeah. kind of podcast. Um, you can also reach us on our Facebook page, which you should like and subscribe. No, just like. I guess you just like the page. Mm, yeah. On Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people use YouTube. that still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a YouTube channel. It's we can thing. see our faces and the beers. Yeah, we put, we we put the podcast on the YouTube channel. Yes. He says questioningly because he can't remember. <laughs> do yeah. we? Why do we do this in video? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Good. So, for another week, we've been tanked up. Bye. Ciao. I think I might have peaked the mic, so if you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang. Yeah. Chows. The bang bang chows. <laughs> yes.